He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here. Number one show at 5 o'clock. This is a TriCast on AM 970 The Answer, WABC 770, and on WLIR. And in the studio, we have a common sense Democrat, uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, common sense Republican, Congressman Peter King, and my sidekick, we have Lydia Serrani. Lydia, we have a great show again today. Absolutely. We will be speaking with Dick Morris very shortly, who will be talking about Biden's State of the Union address, as well as the crisis unfolding in Ukraine. We'll be speaking with John McLaughlin, who's on his way to Hungary, as well as other polling numbers, Scott Pruitt. He's going to be talking to us about the war on energy and Dr. Peter Mikolos talking about long-term COVID, as well as Ed Moldavar. He's going to be talking about also uh, the market and everything that's going on. And, of course, Bo Deedle. You won't believe it. Crime is up 200 percent on the, the subways. subways. Wow. It's out of control. Well, first we got Dick Morris, one common sense guy. And he he was a Democrat. He's a Republican. Uh, Dick Morris, I mean, you got your ear to the ground. What the heck is going on? Well, I think that the um, significant thing that's going on in Ukraine is that the Red Army is not pushing all before it and um, has switched really from a ground defensive to a terror aerial bombing where they're trying just to terrorize the population and drive them into surrender. A technique that has never worked. It didn't work in London in the Blitz. It didn't work in Germany in 1944 and 45, or in Japan before the atomic bomb. It didn't work in Afghanistan for us or the Russians. Uh, it didn't work in Iraq. And the idea that you can bomb a civilian population into suing for peace because they're terrified it just is not accurate. What happens is it stiffens their resistance. And I'm thinking that, that, you know, I'm completely ambivalent about this. On the one hand, I obviously want to help the Ukrainians and want them to win. On the other hand, I'm very concerned about what would happen if Putin is completely unable to master the battlefield, whether he will then resort to nuclear weapons and whether that could result in an escalation that could spin out of control. Uh, so... Uh, well, the good news is, uh, Dick, the good news is uh, the Chinese, I don't think, are on Putin's side. Well, that, that's hard to tell. Uh, they, uh, I mean, they're, they're not giving aid to the Ukraine, um, and uh, but they have not sided with Russia. Uh, yeah, I think that's important. But look, what's amazing here is that all countries have stepped up. You have countries like Switzerland, for God's sakes, and Sweden and Finland and Estonia uh, and Norway sending military equipment to Ukraine. Well, they got, uh, Dick, I I used to have an old expression. They have uh, Putin's left testicle attached to his right ear right now. And uh, the question is, at what point is is he backed into the corner? Uh, because he needs an exit strategy, and um, I hope, you know, it's very customary that our generals at the Pentagon are talking to their generals, so there's nothing stupid that happens. Uh, uh, At a certain point, uh, uh, they are talking, I understand, so there is some communications, uh, generals to generals, 
But uh, yeah. he needs well, an exit strategy. Well. We got to give him a strategy to get out. Yeah, but does he want one? Dick, this is Pete King. You think he wants an exit strategy? Well, I don't know if he does now, but if he, if this war continues for another week or two, he certainly will. Um, Bear in mind that the Bolshevik Revolution of 1917 began as a World War I mutiny of the troops. And um, the fall of the Soviet Union in 1989 was closely tied to the casualties in Afghanistan. And um, I believe that this is a Russian army of conscripts who uh, many of you, there were reports that entire units are surrendering without firing a shot. And uh, the Russian army may be sort of coming apart, that 40-mile-long corridor of tanks and mobile artillery was stuck halfway on route to Kiev because they ran out of gas for the largest gas producer in the world. Um, and, and they also were running out of food. Uh, so I, I'm, I really think that this is a calamity catastrophe for the Russian military. And they come across looking awful. And um, if casualties really mount for this, and it looks like they are, uh, this could destabilize Putin's regime. Dick, if the... Uh Casualties continue to rise, and the military is angry at Putin. If the oligarchs have all their money being frozen, and last week he personally insulted the head of his intelligence agency, what are the chances of revolt from within? Yeah, pretty good, I think. Uh, I think that that's probably the exit strategy you might be looking at. Um, The the Russian people uh, are scared to death of war. I know that because when I worked in the Yeltsin campaign in uh, 94, 95, uh, the fear of war is enormous and present all over Russia because of their horrific experiences in World War II. And I think that the, and I think they were sort of willing to let let Putin do what he wanted and follow where he led, just don't get us into a real war. And uh, now he has. And the economic ripples for the Russian consumer are enormous. And uh, the, for the, you say for the oligarchs, I think that Putin has just bit off a massive amount more than he can chew. And I think he's choking on it. Yeah, he's, he's choking on it, and he's uh, backed into the corner. Uh, and I don't think he, he is capable of giving an order to, uh, to press the button, the red button. Uh, I think well, his generals will take him out before that happens. Generals don't want war. Yeah, well, it's hard to speculate about that. But the the important thing, Kat, and I was thinking about this last night as I was analyzing the State of the Union on Newsmax. Oh, tell us. Think what the heck the is world, going on? Well, think about how the world has totally changed in the last three weeks. Uh, Russia has gone from a fearsome, new, fearsome power uh, to one that really is not nearly as strong. Energy has, the the green revolution is in full retreat, and the world is coming to understand how important oil and gas are politically. Um, uh, are we going to make uh, tanks, in De- are we going to make tanks in Detroit on solar cells? Mm-hmm. What happens if it rains? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, I think that the, uh, with COVID being in, res- in remission or dro- dropping back, I think the mask mandates are going to increasingly go away. And that's the cohesion that's holding the left together. 
they use masks like we use bumper stickers as displays of virtue. Uh, wearing a mask says that I'm a compassionate, caring human being, and not wearing a mask says that I don't give a damn about anybody but myself. And that virtue signaling uh, is crucial in their dislike of Trump and of the entire conservative Republican movement. And I think that as those masks come off, it's, it's like everybody has to remove their armbands. And uh, I think that there could be uh, atrophy in their base. And But there are so many other respects in which the world is just totally different now. NATO has been transformed from an alliance of quarrelsome, timid countries into one of the most formidable forces there's ever been. Uh, it's so interesting how everything has changed. Dick, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. I listened to the speech last night. Hey, Richard. You're the only I one. Was, no, I, I stayed awake and I watched the Governor Reynolds' how rebuttal, too. How did you stay too. awake? It, it was tough. I, let, I, let me, I, went, I fell asleep. All right. Let me, let me say I was very disappointed in the first part of the speech because he, he was really doing nothing for the brave Ukrainian people and to protect the president who's a possible assassination victim. Yep. Okay. And he should have said something like, this is a renegade country. If you establish a puppet regime, we will not recognize it. And if you assassinate the president, it will be prosecuted as a, as a war criminal. He didn't say anything like that at all. He did nothing to make the Ukrainian people supported and, and helped. And the rest of the yes. speech was just a laundry list of the left wing's wish list of everything they wanted. And then, he, of course, he attacked, he attacked Trump, and he says, we're going to have real, a what real about, economy. What about Nancy Pelosi, the way she was acting yesterday? She was like, you know, like this with her hands, like like she was a fly on food. And then, John, you brought up what she did with Trump. Remember that? I, I, you know, I remembered uh, after yesterday's. I can't, I can't believe she tore up Donald yes. Trump's speech. And then yeah. yesterday she was, she's acting like a giddy little schoolgirl. And then Kamala Harris, the yeah. look on her face, she should have had a mask on because she looks so angry. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, um, I think that the one line in that speech completely nullified everything else. The line is, we're clearly better off now than we were a year ago. I don't think anybody in the United States believes that that's true. <laughs> right now, it's $110 oil, I understand, today. And that means yeah. that $110 oil, uh, gas prices uh, in March could be 6 or $7 a gallon. Oh, wow. my God. Yeah. Forget well, about the food prices. Fasten your seatbelt. Yes, I think that's true. Uh, and, and I think that that's one of the other big changes I was thinking about. We all learned economics. Uh, the correlation between government spending and inflation, which has always been sort of a theoretical argument that we've made, uh, now is so real to people. And uh, it's, it's a question that inserts itself Listen, whenever there's a spending bill. Joe Biden is making poor people poorer. It, it's, we used to just talk about more spending means higher taxes, more spending means more waste. Now what we've learned is more spending equals less income because of inflation. Yeah, he's making poor people poorer because every time they raise taxes to the corporations, the corporations give it back to the consumers. And and meanwhile, again, last night he said, if you make less than $400,000, you will not see a penny go up on your taxes. And we're already seeing it go. We're already seeing it go up. I mean, he is like, uh, what did Trump say? He's full of. Uh, we, we yeah. got, come on, Kevin. Wow. He's full of crap. 
Full of crap. Full of crap. Was, yeah, full of crap. Thank we you. We need more fertilizer. I was saying that you uh, get plenty of fertilizer. In Kamala was wearing all brown. We got, Maybe we that's got, what that uh, was John about. John McLaughlin waiting on the other line. Nick <laughs> Morris, thank you so much okay. for coming on, and God bless you. And uh, yep. and keep your ear down to the ground, and uh, we'll talk. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.